This is Cockpits and Cocktails. We use this podcast to share stories and talk about all things aviation and aerospace. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Cheers to you and enjoy. Welcome to another episode of Cockpits and Cocktails. I'm Fly Alyssa and we have Natalie Flygirl Kelly with us tonight, of course. And we have an extra special guest, Carly Walker. Carly Walker uh, has some big news about some great volunteer organizations, and I cannot wait to hear all about it. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. So happy to meet both of you virtually. Yes, yeah, so nice happy to, be to here. meet you. Well, I think you have a Fly Girl t-shirt, don't you? Um, yes, and I wear it all the I time, actually. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the same one yeah uh, yes yes it is (laughs) and I was recently at a um an AOPA event in Manassas where they were um doing a showcase and I I wore it loudly and proudly there as well and if I could segue really quick um Natalie, I, I want to tell you a little bit uh, about how that came to be. So my dad, who is the founder and chairman of STEM Flights, um, had this fly girl hat in his aircraft, and he always left it in the cockpit. And it started to become a little bit um, of an issue because all the women in my family, meaning myself, my mom, and my daughter, would constantly fight over who got to wear the fly girl hat. And it would go missing from his cockpit, and he really liked to keep it in the cockpit because when he was delivering um, flight experiences, particularly for, for women and girls, he always wanted to be able to put that hat on while they were flying. And he was always saying, where's my hat? And we were all kind of stealing it all the time. So I finally said, I'm just going to go order a bunch more stuff so we have it and we're not fighting over it. And that's when I found your brand and learned all the great things that Fly Girl brand does for scholarships and to promote women in aviation and aviation in general. So that's how I found you. And um, because of that, we have plenty of Fly Girl hats now floating around (laughs) and plenty of Fly Girl t-shirts and no one's fighting over them anymore. So that's kind of how I found your brand. That's cool. I love that story. I do love that story. I have I feel like um, the brand is like growing and like women empowerment is like super growing over aviation. And anytime I see fly girl stuff, I'm like, you guys are awesome. Keep, keep yes. going. You know? Yes. It's, it's well, super- it was really fun too to find it in my dad's cockpit and he was yeah. kind of possessive over it and saying, stop taking my fly girl stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, um, Carly, when you, um, you reached out, one of the things, I know you're involved in a, in a few different things in aviation. And one of the things that I want to talk about, and there's like several things, but one of the things let's just start with is the STEM flights that you're involved with. Tell me a little bit about that, what you do, how it came to be. What is it? Sure. Yeah, no, I'm happy to talk about that. Um, STEM flights was born in 2018 and the founder and chairman is actually my dad and he's a retired F-16 pilot. And what ended up happening was Uh, When he retired and and stopped flying fighters, he bought a Cessna, like all retired fighter pilots do, I think, and uh, had really enjoyed giving um, kids, um, young people, flights. And what started happening is the kids and these young people would come back to him years later and say, hey, Brew, which was his call sign um, when when he was flying fighters, that, that flight you gave me was 
so impactful and it, it made me rethink my career trajectory or it made me um, think about becoming a pilot or, you know, after I had that experience, I just felt like I could do so much more. And he, he kept hearing these stories over and over and, and how much, you know, influence it had on these young people. And his idea was um, to take this model of delivering flight experiences but taking it to the next level and really mentoring these youth and providing some career ideas for them. Um, so a little bit less of a joyride experience and more of an in-depth aviation mission and experience. Um, so the flights were a little bit longer. Um, he mentored these people, he followed up with them, he found out what these students were doing. And over the years, uh, it just started to grow and grow and grow. His, his experiences and some of his friends started delivering missions that were very similar. And in 2018, he uh, formalized STEM flights into a 501c3 nonprofit. And to be honest with you, it was just a family hobby. Um, uh, my husband is a pilot, my brother is a pilot. Um, you know, we, we all sort of just delivered missions and experiences where we could. And it was just a fun family thing. Well, it started to grow really organically. And um, I'm, I'm proud to say that just a few years later, we are now in 20 different states with pilot, mentor, pilot mentors delivering missions um, all over the country. So what started out as just these fun experiences on the weekend has now um, grown into a, a um, nonprofit that, that's really growing and expanding. And the idea is we find students across the US, they apply on our website, they have to do STEM learning uh, before they enter the cockpit, and we pair them with a pilot mentor who's in their community. So we also find the pilot mentors, we vet them, check their credentials, and we match them with the student in their area. The student receives a flight experience. Um, it's typically a little bit longer of a mission. There's some STEM components involved. And then after the flight experience, we take the students from there and we deliver additional flight flight uh, resources, scholarship database um, that they can search through and career pathways that they can then go down that road of STEM careers and aviation. Um, so it's a little bit more of a formal process now and it's growing and growing and we have students coming in all over the US. So that was dad's vision really. And um, we're so lucky that it, it's really caught on. We work with organizations all over the country and um, we identify students and teachers and educators in different communities, as well as those pilot volunteers. Amazing. What What are some Okay, so how do you find the students that are actually involved in it? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, it happens a couple of different ways. We work really closely with the AOPA high school STEM um, curriculum, and we identify students in different communities that are going through that program and we like to find pilot mentors in those communities to uh, volunteer to fly those students that works out really well um, but we also reach out directly to educators in communities and talk about stem flights being available in their area and the flights are free for students we're a nonprofit, so there's no um, money that that you know changes hands at all these experiences are free for students and we find the students um, by working with school systems, educators, the AOPA uh, high school curriculum, lots of different ways. Um, sometimes people find us on social media. Um, sometimes students stumble across our website or teachers might stumble across our website when they're looking for additional STEM resources. 
and they send students our way. And then we actually take the applications and check the students out um, on our side. That's really cool. So what are what are some of the qualifications for your mentors? Or is it just you are a pilot and I can approach you and say, hey, I, I'd love to mentor in my area if anybody comes up? Like, how does that work? Yeah, that's a great question. So the, the short answer is yes, absolutely. We're always looking for more pilots and we have some minimum requirements um, that's pretty standard across the industry. If you're going to volunteer your time as a pilot, the minimum is 300 hours. Um, you know, we have to check your aircraft and your airworthiness, um, your medical, um, some real basic pilot requirements. And, and really what it takes is a passion to inspire youth, um, a, a, a drive and a desire to promote general aviation and um, pilots that really want to donate their time to uh, students and, and giving these flight experiences. We ask all of our pilot mentors if they can donate four flights a year. So one per quarter to a student in their area, that really helps us achieve our mission and our goals to reach all those students. Most pilots find that that's an easy you know, amount of time to, to donate. I have some pilots that want to fly every weekend and they're very active. And I have some pilots that can't quite do four. Uh, for whatever reason, they're busy or, um, you know, perhaps weather isn't great in their area where they're flying. But, you know, generally we ask if you can donate four flights a year, that, that's great. We're, we're happy to have it. Seems pretty easy to do. So I guess we'll sign up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you totally should. You, you absolutely should. And, and the fun part, too, is a lot of questions I get from pilots are, wait, do I have to be a STEM teacher? Do I have to know about STEM, you know, education in order to deliver these flights? And um, the answer is no, we provide all that STEM education on the front side. So before I ever give a pilot a student, they have done the online reading that was was um, developed by an educator and a pilot on our website. They have submitted a letter of recommendation. Um, so when I give you a student, they're going to have a little bit more skin in the game, so to speak. So um, our pilots find it's really fun to deliver these flight experiences. These kids want to know what's going on in aviation. They want to know about careers. And more importantly, they're interested to learn how did you, as a pilot mentor, make decisions in your life that led you to fly an airplane or own an airplane or, you know, become a pilot? And our pilot mentors just love that because we're giving them some students that are sort of already opted in and, and they have a general curiosity that's a little bit more than just a joyride experience or a discovery flight. So it's really fun for them. And um, our students are um, come in there with a little bit of knowledge ahead of time. Also, the great part too is, I think I think one question that that pilots have after they deliver a flight experience, and I know my dad had it too, was what happens next? You just got out of my aircraft. Where, where do you go now? Let's let's answer that question. What's next? What do we do with you? What kind of resources can we give you? What kind of mentoring can we give you to to encourage you down this pathway? And if we create more pilots. Right. We, we are all pilots and we, we want to create more general aviation and commercial pilots. But more importantly, if we inspire you to do something bigger and better than you thought you could, maybe it's a STEM career, uh, maybe it's an aviation career, then, then we feel like we've really won. And sometimes those flight experiences, I think, I think all of us on this phone call can remember the first one we had. 
when you can get above your town or your city and you can look down and realize your problems aren't as big as you thought they might have been and that there's a whole new world out there, sometimes that one inspirational moment can really change a student's life. And um, we, we want to try to reach as many students and, and give them those flight missions as possible. Yeah. It may not be aviation like a pilot, like you said, but it does kind of open their eyes to all these other possibilities in life. Absolutely. We're, we're sort of using aviation and these flight experiences as the hook, right? The hook to inspire them or, you know, the hook to uh, inspire them to do something bigger than they thought they might've been able to do. And, you know, I'm, I'm personally really passionate about girls in aviation and women in aviation. You know, there's, there's not that many of us and mm-hmm. in STEM careers in general too, there's not that many. So if we can get these girls in these cockpits and, and give them this inspiring mission, you know, the world yeah. is their oyster then, so to speak. I think, I think it's inspiring people, not only in aviation, it's just opening their eyes is like the best analogy. Oh, it's just stems back to my first helicopter tour you know it was like holy moly like what have I not been seeing in the world and like you know maybe there's all these other opportunities for me so I think that's that's a good analogy and leads into inspiring young people especially females for us and you nailed it Alyssa that, that's exactly right I think we can all speak of those first experiences and and wanting to do something more and we you know pilots I mean they want to spark that that yeah. enthusiasm and they 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 want to give that mission and what a great flight when you land and you know you've made an impact on that student from here on out that's a great yeah. feeling well the students are the people that are typically um signing up for these programs are they like are teachers recommending them or how where where do they come from are they really good yeah. students in science or how does that come to be yeah, that's a great question. So um, from all over, so educators recommend them, students see us on social media. Um, you know, we, we kind of have uh, a mission to reach underserved populations. We love working with uh, nonprofits and, and communities that, that reach underserved populations and getting that student who might not even know that there's an airport in their community that would have never realize what the airport does for their community, those are really important students to reach to. I I had the privilege of growing up with a pilot. So, you know, I'm sort of opted in. I I sort of get it. I I was around it. Um, So I had the privilege of being at airports and being around aircraft, but um, so many students don't. And I think that airports and general aviation play such an important role in communities in general, that if you can reach those students that don't even know where the airport is and would have no reason to go out there and just even highlighting the importance of a general aviation airport in their community. Yeah. I think that's really important too. So we, we, we reach them, you know, lots of different ways through educators, through working with nonprofits and communities and um, sourcing families that they might work with from underserved populations. That's important to us as well. Yeah. Well, let's say I'm a pilot and I live in Knoxville, Tennessee, and I want to get involved. Yes. How do I find you and how do I let you know that I want to be involved? Yes, you would go to stemflights.org and there is a pilot application. There's also a pretty comprehensive FAQ for pilots. I've thought of almost 
almost every question that I've ever gotten from a pilot about how they can get involved. And it's pretty comprehensive. So they can check and see if they meet the minimum requirements to do a flight. And they simply sign up online. All of our training is done online. Um, they, you know, we have a uh, flight operations manual um, that's broken up into different courses that they take. It's about a 20 minute to 30 minute application and they upload their credentials. And um, a lot of times, uh, Natalie, I get uh, pilots in communities that are interested, but I don't have students in my community. No yeah. problem. That's when I go and I find the students. I reach out to local educators, local nonprofits, start sourcing the students. Sometimes it happens the other way. Sometimes I have students sign up and I don't have pilots in that community. And that's when we reach out to our pilot networks um, and we, we use uh, local airports to um, find the pilots that might be already delivering public benefit flying at their airport and are interested in delivering some flight experience as well. Um, so I tell everybody, and when they ask, is STEM flights in my area? I just say, yes, we are. Sign <laughs> up online and we make will be. Uh, yeah, we will make it happen. And that's really sort of how we've, you know, been able to expand um, as quickly as we have and and in as many states as we have because um, we find those pilots and those students and we pair them. I just recently had a, a student apply in Utah, and uh, that's because I had a pilot apply and submit his documentation, and he's really excited and, and wants to be a part of the program. So I worked with um, the, the state uh, aviation organization there and, and pilots in Utah, and um, we found some students in the area, and now we have pilot mentors and students flying in Utah, and we're super excited about that, and that's kind of how it starts. And, and, you know, pilots talk. So if a pilot has a great experience with us, which we hope that they do, then they're going to tell their other pilot buddies, hey, I flew this student. It was a really great experience. And um, this organization yeah. is, is helping to move them along. So that's how we get more pilots signing up as well. And what? So age, sorry, go ahead, Alyssa. What age bracket are you really focusing on with the STEM flights? Our STEM flights are tailored for middle and high school. So six through 12 is really um, who we are targeting. Have we done younger? Absolutely. Have we done older? Sure, absolutely. Um, but we find that that's the sweet spot, especially that middle school age, um, to get these students interested in aviation and STEM careers. Believe it or not, all of the research now indicates that the eighth grade is about the time that most students today are talking about careers and exploring different career pathways which I find absolutely amazing because I think in eighth grade, I was still riding my bike through my neighborhood. Uh, so <laughs> I, I find it crazy that they're talking about careers, but that's really, that's really what the science is indicating. And in most communities, they have um, expos for eighth graders to visit and, and learn about different career pathways. So we really target that middle and high school age range. Although there's new science coming out and new data that suggests that girls in particular, you need to get them even sooner. Um, they say by fifth and sixth grade, they have already decided that they are or are not into math and science. And um, sometimes those STEM careers really fall to the wayside for the, for the females. So um, we're, mm -hmm. we're open to flying younger students if, if, it's, if it's right and if there's a community member that feels like their daughter to fly yeah i think if i had been introduced um well if i had known that it was a possibility i always felt like i was weak in in math and science and it was like this kind of stigma that i put on myself and if i had had someone kind of at that 
during that age come to me and show me what I really needed to know in, in math and science in order to be a pilot. You know, because it seemed like, oh, this has got to be something for like a genius, like mathematician or scientist. And I am just never going to be smart enough to do that. Where if you could have shown me kind of really what that was going to entail, you know, this is what you really need to know when we say you need to be strong in math and science. So it didn't seem quite as, it felt like something I could achieve at that point. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So that's, I think that's really important why we reach those girls sometimes at an even younger age. And, you know, again, even if we can deliver that flight experience at that young age, you know, even if they don't go on to become pilots, but they feel inspired to do a little bit more than they thought they could, that's, yeah. that's a win-win for us. Yeah, yeah. I hate that I felt that way, though, about myself. You know, I felt like it took me longer to feel like I could actually be a pilot than it should have because I felt like I couldn't because I was not strong in, in math and science for so long. You know, yep. I kind of put that on myself like, well, that's not even an option because that was just not my my strong subjects in school. So I, I agree. I felt, the, I felt <laughs> the same way. And I think I think that's what they're trying to do is you know, give these girls at a younger age saying, hey, you can do this. You don't have to opt yourself out. You can yeah. do this. And you can get stronger as you grow in those in those areas in math and science. You don't have to tell yourself you can't now. Yeah. So I'm hoping that, you know, with this next generation, and I have a daughter, she's, she's in sixth grade now. And, um, you know, I think that there's more opportunities uh, for the girls these days. And um, I hope that STEM Flights is a part of those opportunities. Yeah. I love what you guys are doing. This is so amazing. Yeah. Literally writing down, I'm writing down notes like, okay, I need to go on there. I need to do this. Um, yes. <laughs> I just had this like epiphany that I'm like, you know, I, I'm kind of mentoring a um, CEO class this year, going to a couple of their meetings and I'm like, I need to go to the junior high. He's got yes. <laughs> I'm already like, to do this. He's got, you know, yeah. there's always something more you can be doing. And I love the, you know, volunteering aspect of this. Um, so thank well, you. I think I love what you're saying, Alyssa, and I, and I hope what STEM flights can do for pilots that are passionate like you is maybe take some of that work off your shoulders. So let us find the students for you. Let us vet them. Let us source them. Let us deliver a good, good student for you. Um, so that all you really have to do is focus on that flight and that experience and having fun and laughing and, talking about your personal journey and, and, you know, the Alyssa, um, you know, life philosophy and delivering that mentoring when it's really organic and in your aircraft and let us do the hard work of, of the vetting and the liability and the waivers and finding the students and then following up with them on the backside and, you know, um, giving them their surveys and, and their STEM databases and resources. So I want, I love that, that pilots want to be involved, but sometimes it's too much, right? It's overwhelming. Like you can't reach all these kids and you can't do it all by yourself. So what I hope pilots can do is look at STEM, STEM flights as a resource that we can handle all that for you. Let us do the hard work. Let us do the vetting. Let us deliver students for you. And all you have to do is have an awesome time in the airplane and, and we'll take care of the rest. I love it. Yeah. Sounds, uh, sounds like super easy. <laughs> yeah. We want it to be easy. I'm very, very interested in our pilot experience. I, I want the pilots that volunteer for us to walk away and say, that was easy. That was fun. And I want to do more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. It sounds, like, it sounds like you are doing more. 
Can you tell us a little bit about other things that you're doing? I hear you're on board of directors. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, that's I, <laughs> yeah, I serve on the board of directors for Air Care Alliance, which is an organization that's near and dear to my heart. And STEM Flights is a member. Um, but the Air Care Alliance is an organization that supports public benefit flying. And for those who don't know, public benefit flying is defined as those activities conducted by volunteers in which a general aviation aircraft is used for the benefit of the general public. And I want to be very intentional about that because it's a specific mission statement. And there's so many wonderful organizations that fall under the Air Care Alliance. They're sort of the umbrella organization um, that supports many different types of volunteer pilot organizations, including STEM flights, but could be um, uh, patient transport care like the Angel flights. And it could be, um, it could be environmental like um, South Wings. It could be disaster relief like PALS or CalDART. Um, there's so many different different types of public benefit flying that pilots can sign up for. So stunt flights is just one of them. And I told you my personal story about that and how I'm involved. But the Air Care Alliance overall supports all of these organizations and um, is a great resource for pilots who might want to get involved. So our pilots, many of our pilot mentors actually typically volunteer for lots of different organizations. If you have an aircraft and you have the time and maybe your passion um, isn't so much youth aviation education, but maybe it's disaster relief or environmental in your community or um, patient transport. So the Air Care Alliance really provides resources for pilots for any kind of public benefit flying that they might be interested in. And ACA is um, aircarelines.org is a great organization that uh, pilots can go to and, and, and learn more about um, all the different types of public benefit flying. In fact, I just wanted to throw this number at you. Uh, volunteer pilots on average provide over 25,000 free flights in support of humanitarian causes every year in the United States, which is a lot. I mean, you think about um, you know, just recently with Hurricane Ida, all of the organizations that are working, and maybe they're national organizations like the ones that I mentioned, but a lot of them are community-based or regional-based, and these pilots collectively get together and they donate their time to fly um, much-needed supplies, disaster relief, um, maybe they're transporting people, maybe it's precious cargo. Um, we can't forget pilots and paws. They do a lot of um, you know, work with animals that need to be transported to different parts of the country. So all of those organizations uh, work together all over the country to provide all kinds of different public benefit flying. And pilots um, can go to aircarelines.org and, and find out about different ones. And, and many mm -hmm. of our pilots donate time to lots of different organizations that fall under that umbrella. Um, and I think that when you have a pilot that wants to give back, they're going to find a benefit or a cause that, that really speaks to them. Yeah. So they need to start with that website, I'm guessing, the aircarelines.org. Yeah, aircarelines.org. Yep. Yeah. And ACA's work um, fosters and enhances, uh, you know, in the aviation sector. So they actually developed a course um, with AOPA. And um, it's a really important course that lives on AOPA. And it's a public benefit flying safety course. Um, so pilots can take that course. 
and they can be checked out on providing um, public benefit flying to various different organizations. Every organization has their own um, requirements, their, their minimums and their requirements. It's, it's pretty standard across the board, but each different organization will have what they require um, in order to volunteer for them. But like I said, there there's so many great ones and, and some are have a national presence and some are local to your community that, that I might not even know about. Um, that that pilots can get involved in, and I think it's I think it's a real benefit to general aviation and local GA communities and local airports when they provide um, support for pilots and and public benefit flying. I mean, I don't know if either one of you know at your local airport public benefit flying that might be going on there, but you know, there's typically pilots at every airport that are donating their time for some type of good reason or some type of cause. To help out yeah I, I believe that and i wish i knew because i'm sure there's quite a few airports in this area but i don't know you know wish there was a way that the pilots that are volunteering could network because when you kind of get the idea well i kind of think i'd like to do pilots and pause but i really don't know what it's going to be like and i wish i could talk to someone and find out you know what can i expect what what's a flight going to look like is that something that that I really feel like I would enjoy or, or not. Is there any way that you can find out who's near you doing, doing you know, this kind of thing? Absolutely. That's a great question. So if pilots are interested, they can go to aircarealliance.org um, and there is a pilot application on that website. And what ACA mm -hmm. does is pair you, um, you can submit a general application and say, I'm interested in donating time. Um, and you can actually choose the types of uh, public benefit flying you might be interested in. Maybe it's all of them, maybe it's just a few, and they mm -hmm. can match you with organizations that are in your area that are doing that type of flying. And that's okay. the best way to get the resources about, um, you know, what are the FAA laws and regulations and rules about public benefit flying? You know, what do I have to do in order to be able to volunteer? the ACA will really be able to help answer those questions and be able to help pair you with an organization that's right for you. And yeah. also maybe you just have general um, ideas of how much time you can donate or um, the types of, of benefit line you wanna do and they'll be able to match you with an organization that's near you. Yeah, it's a really great resource and um, you know they, they just provide so much support for VPOs, which is volunteer pilot organizations. And then the volunteer pilots that that want to volunteer as well. I honestly, okay. I honestly didn't know that this even existed. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm pilots in pause, and I do dream flights, and I'm a part of Wings of Hope, and there's mm -hmm. so many organizations that I'm already like in with, and I think like having this umbrella like makes it that much easier. If there's one place that I can go and say, you know what, I'm I'm interested in volunteering here are some, you know, organizations and yeah, put all of your information in and see what you qualify for. And, and again, it kind of goes on that vein of making it a little bit easier, right? Alyssa? Like <laughs> we really want easier for me to give back. Like, why wouldn't I do it? You know? And I think that's like, everybody gets overwhelmed once they're like, oh, I want to volunteer my time. But I remember like bad example, but like, the Rotary Club, you know, and, and then you hear all these things about like, oh, they want you to do this, this, and this, and this, and this to be a part of the organization where if you go to this umbrella and and you're like, oh, these are the requirements, this is what's going to be. And then you have people to talk to about the organization and knowing 
what it all entails, you know what you're getting yourself into and you know, you know, all of that. And I think that's, that's super, I mean, I'm sold. Just sign me up. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's like, great. Yeah. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you. you look at it that way. Yeah. That, that's really what the ACA is trying to do is, you know, we, volunteer pilot organizations wouldn't exist without volunteer pilots like yourselves. So we have to make it as easy as possible, as fun as possible, and as rewarding as possible for pilots who are donating their time. I mean, you're donating your time and your aircraft. So we want to make sure that your experience is excellent. We want to make sure that it's easy for you. We want to make sure that you're safe and that you fall within regulations. And we want to take, you know, all of that weight off your shoulders so that you know exactly what you're getting into and you can just truly donate a couple of hours of your time as often as you want and know that you're making the biggest impact. So, you know, Air Care Alliance is a great way to start with that. And um, they can they can guide you and answer all of your questions about donating to these organizations. I know there's, you know, there are pilots and there are pilots that own airplanes, but there are pilots that don't own airplanes and they still want to get involved. Is it possible for them to get involved still? That's a great question. If you don't own an airplane, can you still get involved even if you're a pilot? The answer is absolutely. Again, the Air Care Alliance can guide you to those organizations that need volunteers and other capacities uh, for, for pilots that don't have planes. Maybe um, there's something else you can do for the organization. Maybe they can um, guide you to a rental. You can always rent an aircraft and donate that time while you're building hours and while you are um, you know, flying in that rental aircraft, you can still donate your time. And the ACA can can guide you to those organizations that need volunteer support. Even Stemplice has um, volunteer support opportunities for individuals that, that don't own an aircraft. In fact, I get um, asked a lot by student pilots, or I'm sorry, not student pilots, but pilots who are students at major universities. And maybe they're um, working towards CFI, um, but they don't meet the minimum requirements yet to fly for us, or they don't have an aircraft, but there's other ways that we can ask them to volunteer. And maybe that's sourcing new students in their area. Maybe that's um, reaching out to educators or going to events for us as well. So what do you, go ahead, Alyssa. <laughs> so I have a question, like I'm thinking about like career opportunities here. I know this is a volunteer thing, but is the actual um, Air Care Alliance, are they employing people? Or are these all volunteers that are working behind the scenes to make this easier for pilots? So the Air Care Alliance is a nonprofit itself, and it is funded through membership of volunteer pilot organizations. It is funded through um, grants and donations. So it is also a nonprofit organization um, I don't know if there if that organization ACA is particularly hiring right now, but um, no, it is not comprised of only volunteers. It is comprised of staff members as well. So, therefore, um, when you reach out to them, there there's somebody there that can answer your questions. Uh, there's a board of directors um, that I sit on, and we are volunteer. Um, but ACA does actually have staff, and they work actively to um, get support from pilots and industries. Yeah, I was just thinking that, you know, if, if people wanted to be involved that weren't pilots or that wanted yeah. to be, you know, involved, I know Wings of Hope, uh, they have volunteers and paid um, staff members. 
And so, yeah, I just thought that would be something that people might be interested in as well. Well, I think you make a really good point too, because um, the aviation industry in general is not just pilots. And I like to talk about that a lot too, because I'm on the nonprofit side and I don't, um, you know, I'm, I'm not a for hire pilot. I, I don't fly uh, commercially. So, but I'm still in the aviation industry. And I always like to talk about that too, as well, when I'm, when I'm talking with um, potential students or people who are interested in, the, in this industry. I mean, we all know that there's so many things that touch aviation and you don't just have to be a pilot. There's so many different parts of this business um, that are that are crucial and important and, and keep things running, whether it's youth aviation education, curriculum development, um, you know, staff member at a nonprofit organization or all of the other hands-on things like maintenance, avionics, uh, aerospace, you know, engineering, all those things that, yeah, yeah so many things. Yeah. Um, so you don't just have to be a pilot. And I think that's a really good point that you made that there's a lot of op- other opportunities in aviation, um, that, that aren't just flying airplanes. Yeah. Are you a pilot, Carly? I'm a student pilot, actually. <laughs> yeah. I, I just soloed in May. Okay. Thank you. So that was a, that was a really exciting part. Yeah. I, you know, I grew up in aviation and, um, uh, it wasn't really um, anything that I pursued personally um, until very recently. And actually, it came about because my husband is a private pilot, and I was sort of badgering him a little bit like, hey, why aren't you taking the kids and I on more trips, you know, <laughs> flying places? And very naively, you know, as a private pilot, he was like, hey, listen that's a lot of pressure on a, on a private pilot. You know, he's low hour, uh, private pilot. And he was like, when you're in the cockpit and the kids are in the cockpit, it's, you know, there's, there's a lot of stress there. It's not, it's not like, Oh, I'm a private pilot. I know everything to do all the time now. And although I grew up in aviation and I, and I speak the language, um, I certainly didn't know how to fly per se. So he said to me, if you could take a few lessons and, um, you know, get to the point where you could land the aircraft and take off and really help me when we're on these trips together, I would just feel really better about it. You know, you you could do that. I said, oh, sure. No problem. No big deal. Got got an instructor. Well, as you both know, once you get to the point where you can land that airplane, you're not stopping. And I was like, I'm not stopping here. Let's keep going. (laughs) Yeah. Did you see that landing? It was amazing. Move over. I'll take the left. And that's literally how it's sort of been. Uh, I fly way more than he does now. And um, uh, he always jokes, I can't fly anymore because you have the airplane all the time. So (laughs) that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's cool. Well, I mean, when I started flying, too, and I'm sure you're both the same way. It's like the more you learned, the more you wanted to learn. It was just like, this is so cool. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, all these things start coming together and you're like, I want to know more about that. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think when you get to the point where you are flying solo, which I enjoy so much and I, you know, the amount of training that I've had, I feel so confident now in my training. I mean, there's, there's no way I would stop here. You know, that's just one milestone to finishing, finishing the license, but um, yeah, I mean, once you can land the aircraft safely and feel confidently doing it, and that's, that's a whole new feeling. And I think that's, 
you know, again, that just goes back to that youth aviation education part. That's just a great feeling for kids to go through. And when I see students at my home airport, um, you know, that are high schoolers and they're soloing and I'm like, that's so great. You know, even if you don't take this anywhere else, what an amazing feeling of accomplishment because at my age, you know, I, I have small children. I, I feel like a badass that I did it. So (laughs) I just think that they should feel so great and, and keep going with whatever they do in life. Yeah. Yeah. How old are your girls? Your two girls? My, I have a daughter, she's 11. And then I have a friend who's eight. And by the way, they've been flying since they were, you know, infants really. Um, they do not think what I do or their dad does is cool. Um, you know, we make them come and wash the plane and, you know, they have, they have airport life and hangar life and, you know, they're very immersed in it, but I will say this. I uh, flew over their school last semester and I, I mentioned to the teacher, hey, I'm, I'm going to be out flying. Um, you know, I'll just buzz them at recess. We just let the kids know that you know, I'm up there and just to look up. Unbeknownst yeah. to me, they pulled the entire school out and they wow. were all waving and uh, cheering. And I didn't know they were going to do that. So when I, when I saw the kids later that day, they were like, that's really cool, mom. And I was like, see, <laughs> I told you I'm cool. And they're like, well, I don't know yeah. that was cool. Well, it's like if you grow up in it and you, you, you're you submersed in it, it's like if your dad was the football coach, you have to go to football practice. You know, it wasn't a special thing, but, you know, it's like everybody I've ever met that has been raised in aviation, is it's just, it's it's there, you know, but for people that like us that found it later in life, I'm like, this is the most amazing thing in the world. And, you know, but then they go and tell their friends and, you know, then it's exciting because they think it's that good. It's exciting. That's exactly yeah. right. That's but exactly I'm like, right. I'm probably going to have, I'm probably going to have the children that are like, I don't like to fly mom. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, yeah. I, you know, I, I guess what I can say from that, other than looking like a rock star to my own kids, which is, I think, you know, what, what every parent wants at some point, but you know, their, their friends were impressed and I couldn't help but think of, you know, my son was in second grade and those girls who were in his class or, you know, all the kids and just thinking, wow, I, I didn't realize that was possible or, um, you know, look at that example or that's someone's mom up there, you know, it wasn't just, um, you know, it was just a very average day in a small aircraft. And, you know, I was just kind of hoping that maybe one of them was like, huh, maybe I should learn a little bit more about this. So sometimes when you do those, you know, one-off things where you impact a school in that way, you know, maybe one student in there said, you know, I I think I might want to take a flight or learn a little bit more about that. If someone's mom just flew over the playground, I mean, come on, that's cool. See everyday activities that might reach someone, something that's not necessarily planned, very spontaneous, that might really speak to someone and be like, huh, you know, I didn't know moms could do that. <laughs> exactly. No, right. exactly. Right. That's, those are usually the ones that get you the most, for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I'm just really passionate about, I mean, obviously STEM flights is, is my family's nonprofit and then, and it's incredible to inspire young people, but you know, even public benefit flying, I I could talk about that all day long and, um, you know, pilots that, that have a passion for giving back and and donating and whether it be helping in their community or, 
inspiring young people or, you know, you know, getting involved in disaster relief. I think that's really, it's so impressive that the general aviation community comes out in full force like that. And I'm just always blown away by, by people who volunteer in life in general or who give back in general. But when you have pilots that are, you know, donating their time and donating the fuel and, and, you know, taking that time to, to step up where it counts. I mean, that is the kind of stuff that just really gets me. I mean, I'm inspired by that and it makes me want to be a better person in general in my own community, um, you know, and, and especially in the aviation community. So public benefit flying is it's really important to me. And I think, you know, Stem Flight has found its, its, its home under that umbrella um, in the youth aviation side. I mean, I, I want to inspire young people and, and I think, creating the next generation of not only pilots, but future leaders of our world. And if we can impact them one flight at a time, I'm happy to have had a part in it. And I think, you know, a lot of people can agree when you give back, um, no matter how small it is, it, it really comes back to you tenfold. Both of you know that really well. I mean, you both yeah. donate, you both volunteer, you give scholarships, you, you know, you give time and thought to, how you can help other people in this industry and probably in your own communities. And it feels so good and it really does make an impact. Those, you know, pilots that can give, you know, one hour here and there have no idea what an impact that can have. And it, it can be life-changing and yeah. I'm just blown away by, by people who do that. Well, I'm sure you've met some really, really wonderful people through through all this, the pilots and the people that love to be involved are just top-notch individuals. They really are. I mean, our pilot mentors are our heart and soul, and and um, they're similar to you guys. I mean, both of you donate and you get it. You know, people who are passionate about that, they they really get it, and they they help propel our mission. That's great. I've enjoyed our conversation, Carly. I'm glad. Yeah. Um, get all three sit down and, and talk to each other and find out more about what you do. And it's very cool. I, I just want to like get on the website now and please do. I always tell people that, you know, aside from volunteering, which I would love to have both of you as a pilot mentor, believe me, I would, but aside from volunteering, even just sharing our story, if you refer a student to us, you know, that, you know, that's in that middle to high school range. Um, if you, you know, tell another pilot about this organization and, and send people our way either on social media or the website. I mean, that, that helps us more than anything just to spread the message. You know, I, I always need more pilots and I always need more students. And, um, you know, the Air Care Alliance is the same way. Just, just telling people about it, just talking about it. That's word of mouth is, is really how we grew so organically. And I think the Air Care Alliance is the same way. It's those pilots that are involved and then telling their other pilot friends and getting that community activism. That's, that's really how it spreads. So just enthusiastically supporting it, even if it's just word of mouth, is the best thing we could ask for. I think that's amazing. I can't wait to see, um, you know, the outcome of all of this podcast. And hopefully we get some more volunteers, you know, for STEM flights and for Air Care Alliance. I know I am ready to sign up. So, um, yeah, um, please. It's stemflights.org and aircarealliance.org. That's right. So if you guys are interested in volunteering or checking out those requirements, you can go online, uh, check those out. And we thank Carly so much for spending the evening with us. And we can't wait to see what you're up to next. Oh, oh, oh.
Thank you both. Thanks, Carly. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.